Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Profit Minds podcast. My name is Dr. Stephen Kirch, and I'm the professor of Protivity and creator of the Protivity Growth System, a unique blend of profit growth, productivity acceleration, and building business process for scale. Every episode, I interview entrepreneurs and small business owners from around the world with a unique story to tell. You can find this show on YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. Today, my guest is Tina Greenbaum, and we're going to be discussing Mastery Under Pressure. Welcome, Tina. Uh, thank you, Stephen. Thanks so much for inviting me. It's good to be chatting with you. So everybody wants to perform under pressure. So wh when you talk about pressure, what, what are you talking about? So pressure actually shows up or stress shows up when we feel out of control. One of the first things I ask myself when I'm feeling that stress is what's in my control, what's out of my control. So if you were to imagine that our nervous system has a certain capacity for stress, it's called the window of tolerance. And as long as the stress is in my window, I'm good. But as soon as the stress hits my nervous system's capacity for stress, then I go into the stress response. And when that happens, the adrenaline starts going, the muscles get tight. And most importantly for leaders, I say many times, is this part of the brain, which is the part that makes all these executive decisions, goes offline. And we cannot right. think clearly. Oh, so, yeah. I, <laughs> you know that. <laughs> I, I, I know that all too well <laughs> that, that that reptilian brain takes over and and you can't you can't yes. even put a, a coherent sentence together so the goal is to be able to increase our tolerance for stress so here it comes it's just another problem and we don't uh, go off into that whole response fascinating so so tell me how i know i know you've been doing this for a very long time Tell, tell our listeners how it is that you got here. How, how did you come upon this journey? And, and what are some of the key milestones that you've hit in your, in your career of, of helping entrepreneurs? So I started out, I am a, a licensed clinical social worker. So I have been in private practice and then done workshops and talks and all kinds of other things. But initially, my first job was working on an eating disorders unit for, um, at the Washington Hospital Center in Washington, D.C., and at that time, nobody had ever treated eating disorders. So these young women who were very smart and very ill could talk, 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 talk. And I would say to them, I hear you, but I don't feel you. And somehow intuitively, I knew that if I didn't get below the neck, then I was not going to be successful. And so I had this whole long journey. And I just did a TEDx talk in June. Um, and it talks about this journey. And what I realized, my first clue was at a yoga class where I got into that state of Shavasana where you're nice and calm and, and the mind is really quiet and the body's really quiet. And I said, well, if I could only get these young women to do this, maybe they wouldn't need the reading disorder. Because in my experience, all addictions are anxiety-based. And they're almost always about feelings that we don't want to feel. So that became the problem that I was looking to solve. How do I get under the conscious mind because the talk, talk, talk wasn't getting me anywhere. How do I get here to the body and the memory? And, and this was before a lot of the neuroscience was, was around. And so I was just kind of following my nose. 
And um, I wanted to be very successful with helping people actually solve their problems. And so it's been a great journey along the way of my own experiences. I've had you know, trauma in my life. I lost my parents in a car accident. I had breast cancer. I had a nasty divorce. I had many things that challenged me. And each, I never just stopped growing personally, doing my own personal work. And I figured if I could do it, then I could teach it. So I became my own guinea pig, trying this and trying that and this technique and that technique. And um, until I put together, it became clear, much clearer to me how we are put together. And then, then I could really be really, really effective in helping people make those changes that they want and they want to change. I, I know that people really don't want to be triggered by the same old things over and over and over again. And I was learning the secrets of how to help them. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's, it's really interesting that you share that because they say, um, they say that we are often best able to coach the former version of ourself. And, and I hear that in your story. That, that you have been through this many times and had those stressors uh, appear. Um, and, and so that's, that's really fascinating. Um, and now I presume the, the brain science, because you said we didn't have all this neuroscience back then when you started. The brain science now has, has pretty much caught up with you, right? It's very, very clear. You know, surpassed me as well. But, you know, one of the beautiful things about having this profession is that we're required to do continuing education. Um, so every year I had another opportunity um, to take more, more and more courses, but I made it very specific. Very early on I decided that I wanted to be an expert. I didn't know exactly what <laughs> at what at the time, <laughs> but if I just chose the courses and, and the curriculum and, and the trainings and the workshops and studied with the people that I thought were masterful, I would gain mastery in a particular area. And so I did, I chose all these things that had to do with um, pretty non-traditional therapy at the time, which then kind of took me into the coaching arena because I'm really a teacher at heart. So mm -hmm. if I know it, then I can teach it. And that's really kind of been a, the, the basis of, it was very, very struck, you know, very strategic actually to be able to learn the things that I was looking for. And the way that I kind of always would find it, if I was sitting with somebody and I'd say, if I only I knew how to do blah, 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 and I didn't even know what it was, <laughs> then I would be able to help you better. And then the next day, something would come across. It would be a, a pamphlet or a, you know, an article I would see with the next training that was up for me. And uh, it's been a fabulous journey, really, truly, wow. and continues to be. I'm still very passionate about it. I, I can tell, uh, and 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 obviously, very well educated in 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 the, the how the how the brain works and how it interacts with the body, um, and and understanding all of that. Um, so, who who's your ideal client, and what's the problem that you solve for them? It sounds it sounds like sort of managing stress is the, is the thing. Yes, but, well, but really how like does that? How does how does that? show up in business? I guess that's the question. I really like working with big minds, complicated people issues. I have one client who is a CTO of a cybersecurity company. And he said, I don't need you to talk about tech issues. He said, I've got, you know, hundreds of people below me. 
he said, but I need your help with the people part of this. And so I was just having a conversation with somebody earlier today, and we were talking about wellness, mental wellness versus mental illness. Mm-hmm. And I'm really on the mental wellness side because much, I believe that good mental health is not a natural sport. It's a learned sport. And just like any other skills that you need to learn, these can be taught. And if we don't have some way of learning them, then we operate on kind of the way that we were raised and that reptilian brain and the way that we react and the, the biases that we hold and all those kinds of things. So I like working with big leaders because as good as they are, they can all be better. You know, This is really about peak performance. It's coming from a place where you're already good at what you do, but let's make you great. And what are the things, uh, the, the tactics and the strategies that, you know, the great leaders and the great athletes and performers have like right at their fingertips because you can learn that. And it comes from repetition and practice and repetition and practice until you're building new neural pathways so that the stress that, again, that comes along that would, that would kind of drive you crazy you have a lot more space. You know, when I go like this and, you know, with greater tolerance, the information comes much more quickly. And if you have a new habits, then you respond in a way that you never did before. And it's, it's actually life-changing and free. It's tremendous freedom. Really. That's interesting. You, you, you made, you made the, the sports analogy analogy and, and also the, you know, the, the illness wellness thing. Are, are there exercises then, you know, sort of like going to the gym uh, mentally that, that you uh, use with your clients? Yes. So in this program that I created, which is called mastery under pressure, I start with the body first. It's learning how to quiet down the body. Because once the body is quiet, then the mind can be clear because then the pathway is very clear to this part of the brain that we can think really clearly. So things like um, breathing exercises. Everybody says, you know, when you're nervous, take a breath, which is what, you know, is the, is the, the best thing that you could possibly do. But to understand it, you also really want to practice it so that when, the, when you're in a high-pressured situation, it's not like you're going, take a breath take a breath it's like you have you have practiced this very very long deep breath which becomes automatic and so so we so we start with the breath we start with focusing how to know know when you're in focus when you're out of focus how to bring yourself back into focus sometimes laser focus is what we need and other times again because there are neurotransmitters that are that are you know given off when we're laser focused and then there's a period of time, like 90 minutes or so, where we can't, we can't function that way anymore. So that's the time to take a break. That's the time to let the mind kind of wander, you know, go in the garden, take a walk, and you say, oh, my God, I, yeah. And the brain works for us if we give it the space to do it. And then we can go back and we can work again, you know, so that there's, there's a real science to how you get yourself into a peak performance. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've heard people talk about divergence and then convergence of of thinking. Right? That sounds it sounds pretty similar, right? You focus is that convergence, and 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 the 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 you know divergence is obviously the opposite of that, or or, or going really broad and and thinking about lots of different things. And and um, 
not thinking. They're not thinking and letting the mind. The just mind letting just, it go, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. So it's really, you know, Stephen, what we're really talking about is understanding yourself so well. I like to say that you have this amazing instrument right here. And if you really, really work it like an instrument and you refine it, it's it's gold, really. Yeah. Yeah, that that that, that that's wonderful. So so um you 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 got some interesting interesting things uh, that you've talked about throughout this conversation. I, I wonder if there are one or two sort of nuggets that you would hold up as say, you know, these are the things that really make me unique in terms of, of, of how I solve problems, what kind of problems I solve and who I work with. And, and, you know, what is it that makes your, you know, your mastery program different? I, I think the fact is that um, I do coach but I'm also a psychotherapist and my psychotherapy training, I wouldn't have given up for all the money in the world because I know things I can diagnose. I, I have a sense about when somebody's going off in this direction or that direction, whether what I'm doing is actually even going to be effective. You know, sometimes people do need medication. Sometimes they need something that I, that is beyond what I do. And so I can make the referrals and, uh, I, I kind of see it as a holistic, I'm really kind of a holistic kind of, I don't use the word healer very much, but, but that's kind of the perspective that I have. So the broad education and the broad experience, I think does make me a bit unique. I'm highly intuitive. And many times I would never say this to a client. It's like, I already know where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> because I think the other thing that comes with practice is, I, is, again, I listen, but I'm really listening with my whole body. I'm listening that I'm allowing my intuition kind of to kind of work for me. And so I'm given information. And I always know it always comes from the right side and it comes in as a thought field or an image. or And we may be talking about something completely different. And then I'll just say, you know, I'm wondering if this might be true. And so how do you know that? I don't know. It's given to me, literally, literally given to me. So, um, and I'm very excited about training new other therapists as well, because I can't do all this, this <laughs> myself. <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah, but we got something that works. They say in AA, it works if you work it. And this program works if you work it. It really does. That's, that's, that's fascinating. And so you, do you use, how do you use that, um, that, that unique capability that you have in, in, in marketing your business and in telling people about what you offer? Well, I have to say that, you know, I've been in, in this, uh, business coming on 40 years. Um, the last seven years is when I started mastering under pressure. And I have to say it was not easy. It has not been easy to take what you and I are talking about and put it into marketing materials. When I started, if I would say I was a psychotherapist, it's like, you know, there's nothing wrong with me. Who needs therapy? <laughs> yeah. And then if I would say I'm a coach, it, it, it kind of doesn't give you the full picture of what I do. And so, it, as I said, it's taken me about seven years to really sort it down into 
just what I described to you in terms of the nervous system and making it very simple that I can help people. People ask me, um, uh, your assistant asked me, like, what do I do? And it's like, well, you know, when you get like this and you get frustrated and stressed. And I said, that's what I do as I help people to make clear decisions under high pressure, high stakes environments. And, uh, you know, kind of narrowing it down little by little by little. And also what I offer, you know, because as a clinician, I could help you pretty much with any problem that has to do with the human condition. But that doesn't work for marketing. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I can do that. I can do, I can do anything. Yeah. I can help anybody with any problem. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I really do love the idea of people being really, really successful and feeling really good about themselves and having these skills. And that's what I sort of have focused down on, you know, this very, very specific program of Mastering Under Pressure. And kind of that's, and I have a brand new website that we just, uh, you know, just came out with, which is completely different than what I had, but it's taken us about seven or eight months to get the language down to really like, what do I offer? I offer three things, you know, um, what do I call myself? I have a, a, a very good friend who is a very successful financial um, analyst. And she said, you're a trusted advisor. She said, don't use the word coach, don't use the word therapist, you're a trusted advisor. So so that's kind of what I am. And then I, the way that I offer it, I offer my program. And then I also do speaking and workshops. So it, even for me now, now that it feels so clear here, I could, I could language it better and, and talk about it much better, but not easy, I have to say. It, it it frequently is a journey to figure out exactly the what's the right way to say it to the right audience so that they will hear it. That's right. That's because you right. have to, in, in order to get their attention, because there's so much noise, you have to interrupt the conversation that's going on in their brain, right? right. That that's what that's what that's the key to successful marketing. Um, and just that statement, and I again, I didn't make this up. I've had a lot of help. I've paid for a lot of help. I've lost a lot of money. I, you know, we can talk about all that stuff of <laughs> all the things that I've done wrong, uh, or as part of the journey, as somebody likes to say. You know, each piece was another learning. Learned a thousand <laughs> ways not to do it, as Edison said, right? <laughs> exactly. But just having that demonstration of like, what do you do? Well, you know, when you get tense, everybody can relate to that. And Absolutely. depending on how much of an issue that is for you, then then the rest becomes interesting to ask me more questions. So, so what kind of mindset do you need to be successful and sustain it? You need a lot of grit. You need to believe in yourself. You need to understand what it is that you're actually attempting to do. So. Before I attempted and started working on scaling this business, I moved around a good bunch. And I, every time I moved, I started over again. I started a new private practice and mm -hmm. another one. I started five. And so I knew after the, one, the first one or two what the formula was. And I could start a private practice again if I chose to do that. That's kind of not where I'm, I'm going right now. But having um, the knowledge of what I needed to do, and most importantly, is the relationships. 
I mean, people talk about that all the time, but it's the truth. <laughs> and what I learned is also you cannot make a business go any faster than it's going to go. And that's where I made my biggest mistakes. I thought if I hired this one and this one and this one, and they'd all help me and it would all kind of, but starting in a, in a, a much bigger arena than I was in before, people didn't know me. You know, I, that's not where I built my reputation. And so these kinds of things and podcasts and speaking and um, getting people to see me work is when I do the best. Um, takes time. It takes time and patience and money. But also, you know, again, starting out with next to nothing, I did a lot of trading. A lot of people, um, the person who in, in, invited us, you know, put us together. We, we, she has skills that I don't have and I had skills that she didn't have and we got together and did some work together and, um, and have become incredible friends, but also great business referral sources and colleagues. And so there's a lot that goes into it. And I think the other thing is you have to have a vision of what it is that where you're going. I did a lot of training with Harbecker. And, and the secrets of the millionaire mind. And there was a couple of statements that he made. And one is you only need to see 200 yards in front of you. You cannot see the whole picture, but you can have the vision, you can have the star. And then every time you kind of get at a certain place, he would call it, it, it's not a ladder. It doesn't go a straight line, it's a lattice. I go here, no, I'm off course. No, I'm gonna get myself back on. But it's that guiding light of what I wanted to achieve and the lifestyle that I want and, you know, all these pieces and is what I'm doing. Is it feeding that? And, is, you know, again, in this conversation, we had a wonderful conversation with a gentleman this morning. Everybody has to make decisions. You know, is it the money that you're going after? Is it the lifestyle that you're going? What do I have to sacrifice? I sacrifice a lot um, to keep this, this dream alive, honestly. Yeah, and it sounds like you're making a huge difference in a number of people's lives, and that's, and that's great. So, so what is it that you're doing right now to scale your business, and, and, and what has you excited about the future for you and your business? So what I decided, because the way that I had designed my program initially is a lot of me in it. And mm. if it's not me in it, then I had to get financially the money that I need to get in order to, to make that happen. And so it wasn't happening in the way that I wanted it to happen or the way that I thought it could happen. Not at the, not at the level it's happening, but not, not at that level. And then I had, a, was at a, a conference not too long ago and a gentleman that I respect a lot. And I had been thinking about this a while. He said, you got to give different price points of your program so that people can come in at different times, at, at different amounts of money. So now what is a $5,000 program is now that people can have for 297 for the three months without me. And what I'm excited about is uh, my assistant has started a group and people are starting groups of like book clubs. <laughs> so you can do it together as a group. There's homework and, um, and so somebody can take a leadership role and put it together. And then what I say, you know, honestly, what I teach, Stephen, it's not, it's common knowledge. 
is just not common practice. Mm. And so if you have a structure and you have the commitment and you're willing to do the work, as I said before, this stuff works. I didn't make it up. I just put it together in a way that I think is very digestible and, and you know, easy for people to learn. But so I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited about really kind of scaling it in the sense that it doesn't need me and, and the information speaks for itself. And then um, training other therapists to do what I do so that we really can spread it. Um, I'm, I, I'm excited about, we also decided that a certain percentage, once I make a certain amount of money, a certain percentage is going to high school kids um, because they need it. <laughs> and mental, mental health challenges in, in that age group just gone through the roof in the last couple of years. And and again, the thing that's so exciting about it is that they can they can grab onto this stuff. You know, they can do it. They can learn it. We, they, you know, people talk about financial literacy as another thing that that kids haven't learned in school. Mm-hmm. If we teach it, they can use it. So I have a lot of you know kind of hopes and dreams for this that it can spread globally. Wow. That, that that's wonderful. So uh, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to, to reach out? So they can email me, Tina at mastery under pressure. I have a book. This mastery under pressure is my program. I wrote the program first and then, and then wrote the book. So a lot of what's in the three months program is in the book. The value of doing it of actually the videos and you can have them and you can, listen to them over and over and over again and and they have homework and um, but i have a book um just anything under masteryunderpressure.com is my website and you can find me i've got lots of podcasts that i've done and lots of articles and things to share and 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 on youtube and also my um my tedx talk i'm very proud of that because i've taken a lot of the things that we're talking about today and put it in a very succinct thing and um I created a little mantra that um, it's cut, reframe, respond. So when you're feeling that anxious, if you just stop, stop what you're doing, you know, and then kind of notice the feelings and sensations that run through the body and then choose to respond differently. Yeah. Oh, that's, and and that, and that's so much like um, even, even uh, the habit one from Dr. Covey's, uh, seven habits of highly effective people, right? Is that, you know, being proactive, you have the opportunity to separate the, the, the action from the response. And that's exactly what you have, what you have codified in yours. That's, that's wonderful. So, um, well, well, thank you. Thank you, Tina. Uh, and that concludes our show for today. Uh, thank you, Tina, for, uh, your sharing your, Mastery Under Pressure program. I hope um, all the listeners have learned something. I certainly have. Um, this is Dr. Stephen Kurtz, a professor of Protivity. Make sure you catch us again next time on YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, more. And of course, I'd appreciate a review on any of those platforms. Thanks again for joining us.